The Word of the Lord, Joshua chapter 3, verses 9 through 17. And Joshua said to the people of Israel, Come here and listen to the words of the Lord, your God. And Joshua said, Here's how you shall know the living God is among you and that he will without fail drive out before you the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Hivites, the Perizzites, the Girgashites, the Amorites, and the Jebusites. Behold, the ark of the covenant of the Lord and the church is passing over before you into the Jordan. Men from tribes of Israel, from each tribe, a man. And when the soles of the feet of the priest bearing the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth shall rest in the waters of the Jordan. The waters of the Jordan shall be cut off from flowing and the waters coming down from above shall stand in one heap. So when the people set out from their tents to pass over the Jordan with the priest bearing the ark of the covenant before the people, and as soon as though bearing the ark had come as far as the Jordan, and the feet of the priest bearing the ark were dipped in the brink of the water. Now the Jordan overflows all its banks through the time of the harvest. The waters coming down from above stood and rose up in a heap very far away. At Adam, the city that is beside Zarethan, and those flowing down toward the Sea of Arabah, the Salt Sea, were completely cut off. And the people passed over opposite Jericho. Now the priest bearing the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord stood firmly on dry ground in the midst of the Jordan. And all Israel was passing over on dry ground until all the nation finished passing over the Jordan. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus your Christ. Amen. Text for our gospel proclamation for Lent 2 is based on the words that I just finished reading for you and serves the basis of our theme, the Jordan River as waters of life. Some years ago, when the video game industry was still fairly primitive, there was a game called Frogger. It was a simple game, really. The idea was to hop a frog across the river without falling in or getting eaten by all the various predators in the river. Like most games, it was fairly easy looking until you played it for a while. Then it got to be impossible and even nerve-wracking. You know, you can walk across it first. The obstacles are simple enough, and most people can see the way over the river. As you push through higher levels of difficulty, you start to get nervous and you will fall in the river or get eaten more often than not. Soon enough, if you can endure the trouble and nervy obstacles of the game long enough, it will become utterly impossible. Here today, we discovered Joshua, now without the miraculous power that was with Moses on the banks of the Jordan River. It has been 40 long years since the people of Israel had departed Egypt and passed through the Red Sea. It was one long trial of survival in the wilderness, attacking enemies, internal strife, and a general lagging of faith from time to time. Now here, they have arrived at the border of the Promised Land. 
promised from of old to Abraham more than 400 years ago. And this obstacle is an enormous flood of deadly river water coming down at the height of its power. If they were to reap the benefit of their suffering all these years, they had this one great terror yet to pass. Of course, if they do manage to cross, they will be in the land of the promise. But then there will be enemies to overcome and many tribes embedded in the land. Then there are the fortified cities, the long time ahead of settling and planting so they can become fruitful and effective there. But first, they have to pass the impossible flood that lies ahead of them, the Jordan. Of course, this could be the last of their troubles. This could be the final straw that undoes all their hopes of an inheritance of life, of traveling all over the place without a home of their own. They have to find a way across the roaring flood of the Jordan River without getting killed in the process. And that had to make them a little nervous, if not terrified. I can't escape the feeling that this raging flood is much like ours in life. Life is hard. It is a long wait to come to the land of our promise as we all would call our last step into heaven itself. That is our hope. But it is so hard to get there through this life we live. To have that relief seems impossible at times because so much stands between us and that promise. As we live in this world, our own sins get in the way of that hope. The wages of sin is death. And those obstacles to eternity are fearfully troubling as we approach those gates. One might easily say that to overcome just sin alone is impossible for us, as that raging flood looks to bury us here in this life and the next. Here, as we live in this world, we have all manner of enemies. Sometimes it is our own sin that deserves such enemies to hate us and cause us trouble. Some other days it is a totally unexpected or at least undeserved obstacle of our godliness in the world that gets us in trouble with those who hate it. And if the first problem was impossible, this one is promised to cause suffering. The whole thing is just impossible for us. Here in this world where we live, we have suffering from all kinds of sources. And these things tempt us from God's side. Suffering and pain are terrible obstacles in this world to get to the next. They are impossible to stop and will always be with us. The last great enemy to try us along the way to the promised land is death itself. It is the worst of the raging floods that would overwhelm us, even as we stand looking at the land of our promise just across the way. But sin demands it. Ungodliness requires it. We cannot stop it. It is, of all things, the irresistible and impossible obstacle in our path. How can we 
ever imagined crossing that flood of sin, the trench of enemies and suffering and temptation? How can we ever hope to cross over that last raging and murderous river of death to come unscathed into the land of our inheritance, the home promised by God to Abraham all those years ago? Watch what happened to Israel as they approached the impossible flood of the Jordan River. God himself brings to bear the banner of his promises, the Ark of the Covenant. This was a gift to them to hold the tablets of Moses and the commandments of God with the staff of Aaron that had bloomed from nothing but a dead stick. Here is God with us in the wilderness. This box had led them everywhere in the wilderness into battle through every obstacle of life and death. It had conquered for them and with them as God's own instrument of promise. This ark was walked into the flood of the raging river and all of its impossible wonder, and the waters simply parted out of their way by the power of God to stop the flood for them. And what happened after was even more. The land was the gift it was intended, a land of milk and honey. All enemies were overcome and That even included their own hesitations and moments of disobedience. All was taken out of the way because God had promised it as an inheritance to them. That is God's treatment of the impossible for his beloved and chosen people. The flood of sin and death, even that, is overcome as though it never was. As an old Israel, the people of God walked through the flood of terrors and trials on dry and steady land, like the faithful rock that is our God. Christ is like these waters of life and death. As these, God's people left behind their sins and doubts and trials to walk unscathed through those waters, so also we leave them behind in Christ's blood and righteousness. As these, God's people, crossed the waters of death and entered freely into the promised land with the grace and favor of God with life and love. Christ is the water of life, and he acts for you just as the ark of God parted away the impossible obstacles that lie all around. Christ holds back the force of the flood and the washing of his blood by the sacrifice of his cross. In Christ, your sin and death are overcome. In Christ, the promises of God are fulfilled for you, and life eternal is your forever across the water. That was his gift to you. He walked through the waters of sin and death. He entered to stop the terrors of enemies and temptations and suffering. He walked into those impossible waters, the flood of death itself. These things come against you here every day. But he entered the flood and stopped all your enemies to give you the long-waited promise. You now have in your hands the full promise of the Lord your God in the blood of the Son of God on his cross in the empty tomb. The people of the Exodus had great things given to them, but you have far more. You have entered into the presence of God by Christ's work. 
You have a greater promise of the land left behind in the veil of death. You have the waters of life to bring you home in eternity by the blood of Jesus. You will enter there and nothing can stop it now. Have you ever gone to a local megachurch when they are letting out on Saturday? There are always deputies there for traffic control. What they do terrifies me. They have to walk out into the traffic of multiple lanes plus turn lanes to stop oncoming traffic. There is no way you could get me to do that. These people just walk out into traffic, which is pretty trusting in my mind, to stop what is coming one way and to start it going the other way. They do that. So people can cross traffic without dying, whether they are walking or driving into trouble. This is life-saving stuff. What has happened at the flood of the Jordan River to get the people of God into the promised land? God's ark of promise stopped the killing flood to let them pass through without harm on dry and firm ground. That is also what has happened to you in Christ the waters of life. Jesus walked himself out into the deadly flood of life's trouble and sin along with the terrors of death itself to rescue you and welcome you into the land of promise. Jesus died in that flood, but he rose again to beat back the tide. Sin is gone. Death is no more. Your inheritance is ready. Come, Lord Jesus. Come. And let me enter in. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus always. Amen.